Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let me set this straight with, you know, the, the expectations here at Texas State. We, we're going to win. We're going to win games. We're going to win championships. We're going to win bowl games. All right. Here we go. Win now or get bent. Number 65. Thanks for being here. If you don't already know, I'm Kev Tardello. Coming to you on Monday. Fresh off a 34 to nothing shutout by the Texas State Bobcats over Houston Christian. A nice win. Always nice to see a goose egg up there. Wasn't without flaws. Still a lot of questions in the third quarter. Still didn't get to see a backup quarterback. But it's a good win. We'll unpack it soon. We'll get to that. We're gonna we'll start with the Sunbelt rundown. I'll talk about that game on Saturday, and we'll end it with press conference audio from Jake Spavadol from Saturday night. Good stuff from him. Some humility in a, in a big win. How it wasn't great. It was good. Wasn't great. That was my favorite part about it. Is that a lot of you aren't satisfied. Some of you think I was being too optimistic. About a 34 to nothing win. I mean, hey, it's fun to watch in the moment. A 34, 34 to nothing. But all of you out there saying it should be 40 to nothing, that's the right mentality. You're doing it right. You're thinking about it right. Don't be content. That's how it should be. A You should expect a shutout against a team like that. A team that changes their name three days before the game. Yeah, you better you better shut them out. All right, but let's do a Sunbelt rundown real quick, and we'll, we'll unpack that game some more. Sunbelt rundown. In the east, we always start in the east. Got Coastal Carolina. They are still batting 1,000. They've won four in a row. They are 4-0. They just beat Georgia State 41-24. Now they've got Georgia Southern coming up this week. Just... Makes those Jamie Chadwell rumors departing to a bigger school just even louder right there. I mean, they did. They it was it was anticipated that they would, you know, after doing so well, it's like all right, they'll they'll come back to reality a little bit. But I mean, four zero speaks for itself. JMU also batting a thousand. They've won three in a row. They are three and zero. Just beat App thirty two to twenty eight. Huge comeback. And I checked it. It was 28-3 at one point. I didn't watch any of the game. It's 
And I was like, oh, okay, yep, there goes that. Showing JMU uh, who, who still runs the belt. JMU said, not so fast, came all the way back. Held them scoreless in the second half. That's wild. But yeah, that's so that's who the that's who the Bobcats play this week. That's who JMU has next on the slate. It's the mighty, mighty Bobcats going up to Virginia. All right, number three in the East, we have Old Dominion. They just won. They're two and two. They beat Arkansas State 29-26. And now they've got Liberty coming up next. Apps all the way down at number four. As we just said, they lost one, two, and two on the year. Um, four pretty good games for them to start that to start the season. Not good for them, just good for us to witness. They were fun games to watch. Uh, but yeah, 32-28 to JMU, and they've got the Citadel coming up. Next up, we have Georgia Southern at number five. They just won. They're three and one. They won 34 to 23 over Ball State. Now they've got Coastal Carolina coming up. Marshall has lost two. After that 2 and 0 start, they've dropped their last two. They are now they lost 16 to 7 to Troy, and they've got Gardner Webb coming up. Georgia State, they've lost four. They are 0 and 4. 41 to 24 to Army. And they've got Georgia Southern. Man, of course, Georgia State's 0-4 in a year. The Bobcats don't have them on the schedule. That's just how she goes. But there you go. There's your East. Uh, let's, let's, let's switch to the West. ULM on the tippy-tippy top. They just won. They're 2-2. Two two. They're on top because they won their conference game. Uh, they beat Louisiana 21-17. Arkansas State coming up next for them. Number two, we have Troy. They just beat Marshall 16-7. Western Kentucky coming up next for Troy. Uh, South Alabama, they just won. They're 3-1 on the year. They beat Louisiana Tech 38-14. They have Louisiana coming up. Southern Miss, two in a row after that 0-2 start. They just beat Tulane 27-24. They're on a bye this week. Then they have Troy. Uh, then the Mighty Mighty Bobcats, one win, two and two, 34 nothing over Houston Christian. And then JMU coming up next this Saturday. Sold out. It's their family weekend. I believe it's their first home game, in-conference home game since joining the Sun Belt. That might also have a lot to do with it, why they sold out that crowd. Um... And then at number six is Louisiana. They've lost two in a row after a 2-0 start. They lost 21-17, Louisiana Monroe. And they have South Alabama coming up next. And then Arkansas State at the bottom. They've lost the last three after starting 1-0. They lost 29-26 to Old Dominion. And they have Louisiana Monroe coming up next. So there you go, Sunbelt Rundown. Little bit of comeback to reality after that really hot weekend two weekends ago, but still strong. Competitive in the West. There really hasn't been somebody that separated themselves from the rest of the pack. I mean, you could say the same about the East. It's pretty it's more top heavy though. I feel like the West is 
still competitive top to bottom. I mean, even if Arkansas State gets it together, there's some stuff they can do. But that's with conference play starting this week for the Bobcats. But let's look at that game. Let's look, let's go back. Let's look at uh, the Houston Christian game a little bit. We'll talk about what it means and what conference play, what that means for, for conference play. But, yeah, 34 to nothing. Lane Hatcher was 27 for 41, 362 yards, four touchdowns, an interception. It's probably his best statistical game as a Bobcat. There's still flaws there. As far as like arm strength, those intermediary intermediary throws are pretty crisp. He's got those down, but I'm still not a full believer in in the in the Lane Hatcher experience. Um, and you know, it's it's actually been a lot of debate, even in like a, a Texas State group chat I have over is he the man? Is he is he not the man? What's the situation there? And, and someone in there brought up a good point that do you really think that that Spavidal, he sees more than we see in practice. So he must not be confident enough in the backup quarterbacks to put him out there. You know, and and if that's if that's the case and that's how he feels, okay, I can accept that. But still, in this 34 to nothing game, towards the end, you Got to trot somebody out there just to see what they have. You've brought in two transfers that haven't haven't seen the field yet. I know I know Rogers just got here. He he that's a little more excusable. But Evans has been here since last year. Played a little bit. Got in there. Handed the ball off. We still haven't seen him throw a ball in a game. Two P five transfers. And you see them. You know he he talked about how they were. When you'll hear him talk about this as well, in the third quarter, it was another third quarter where they scored. I guess they scored this time. They hit a field goal. It was their first points all season scoring in the third. And the second and the fourth quarter wasn't great either. They started out two, three and outs before they got that that gimme touchdown to Donovan Moore towards the end that made it thirty four nothing. And he was saying he was talking about all the bodies they were moving in, trying to get that evaluation. Of of okay, who's who can be the consistent guy in this position and, and whatnot, and it was fluid at so many positions. I mean, they even took Castillo, who was playing left guard because Evan Lovell is Lavelle Lovell. I gotta get in. I gotta figure out how to say that name. But Evan has been hurt. He was supposed to be the starting left guard, so Castillo was put in there, and he's usually a tackle. So they actually in, in that game they moved Castillo to right tackle. Put Silas Robinson in at left guard. That actually seemed to to work pretty well as well. It seemed like it relegated Richard West to the bench. But they're moving pieces all over. Why why is the the quarterback position immune to this? You know, why why can't the backup come in just to just to get the evaluation of how they look in game? And that's not to say like obviously Hatcher had had a good game. You know, statistically and, 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 and all of that. They won, and so I, I I get that. It's not because it's like, well, we got to see if this person should replace Hatcher. It's just just to take a look at your, your backups and keep them crisp and keep them motivated that they are going to get some snaps. It's got to be 
very demotivating to never get in the game and just be sitting there with a clipboard marking down what the other guy does. But, so there's that. He did throw four touchdowns, as I said. Hatcher. A lot of his throws, six of them to be exact, went to Marcel Barbie. It's good to see him pop up. He had a, he got he hurt his ribs in the Nevada game. Seems like he he's fully back from that. I mean, six catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. That's the Barbie we're all used to. Banks didn't have a lot of catches, but they both were really deep. One was 39 yards, one was 41 yards. Ashton Hawkins still doing his thing. I, re, I, I like the receivers. You know, and we've we've liked we we've known that about them. And the interesting thing is, like two of them are are out. I don't know how much we've talked about Jaden Mitchell, the Arizona transfer, but he hadn't played a game this year. He's been injured. We've talked about Waydell Jones. He's been injured. Both of them with with seeming leg injuries, but you know, and and I I like the fifty fifty split between Calvin Hill and Lincoln Perry. Lincoln Perry definitely separating himself as as the number two option there. I mean, he got more carries than Hill this game. So, good stuff. You know, the real... And and it was good in the first half. Hatcher threw three of his touchdowns. They knocked in that field goal right before halftime, made 24 to nothing. Felt good, felt great. And then it was... It just... The offense just kind of sputtered and stalled in the second half again. And I don't know what that is. And Spavinall talks about that. He's got to fix that. I don't know if it's halftime adjustments or what the situation is there, but it's been every game this year. And it's actually been a problem going back in Spavinall's tenure. They start strong, and then it really starts to bend after halftime. So they've got to, they've got to figure that one out. But, hey, I mean, you pitch a shutout and you got to praise the defense. Uh, I, man, that front seven is is fun, and even those DBs. They they, Rogers had another interception. More Jerome Morris is is uh, at that. He's playing nickel safety, right there, kind of in that in the protecting the slot, and I love him there. It's great. He was you know terrific corner, but he really you know he, he's always been a good tackler. As a corner, you know that was something I was you know he's a, the shorter guy like five eight. But I would always notice he'd, he'd wallop guys at that corner position. Now putting him at nickel safety, he's, he's really getting in there, getting in the mix, even like stopping run plays and everything. So I think that's a good good spot for him. Revels really coming into his own at that linebacker DN spot. They started Revels and Ben Bell because usually they've been playing the same position. This game they started them both together. And that was fantastic. I, they were they were getting back there. I mean, Ben Bell had a sack and a half. Levi had another sack, and Levi only got that sack because Ben Bill, Ben Bell, whiffed on whiffed on his sack, which made the quarterback run around, and Levi cleaned it up. I was just like, look at that, brothers looking out for each other. So yeah, but it was all good stuff. Again, it's against Houston Christian. So we can't get too excited because JMU is up next this week. And that's going to be a much tougher opponent. Uh, but I, I will say it's, it's this is that's how it should be. Pitch a shutout against a team like that. Hasn't happened since 2014. That was a 65 to nothing win over Arkansas Pine Bluff. 
long time ago. So it's good to, to at least break that barrier. More points from the offense is, is definitely needed. There's, there's a lot of offensive issues. Consistency being the big one, blocking. You know, maybe they maybe they found something by by inserting Silas Robinson and moving Castillo out to tackle. Uh, I I also I really like what they did on fourth down. I've been pretty hard on their fourth down decisions and then actually even going for it, not just taking points. This game they went they went three for three. And on two of those, I, you know, I didn't see the third one. At least I don't recall the third one. But the first two, they put Jamar Daniels out there, nose tackle, big guy, 300-something pounds, as a tight end halfback. I was calling him fullback because he's lined up in the backfield. But, you know, they, they have that, they call it a halfback when they put the tight end at that blocking position in the backfield. But there he was, paving away, two first downs when he's in there blocking, blocking for the runner. His real name is William, so they call him Bill. I think I've brought that up before and found out why they call him Bill. Big Bill, man. Give him a handoff. I like that. Number 98. So look for that on, on short yardage plays. Hey, man, that, that might even work on, on some goal line. And man, it's it, This team has needed a big road paver like that. So I thought I thought that was a good move, a good adjustment. But that's the end of, of non-conference play. And I, I, as far as my feelings, how I feel about this team, the confidence I feel going into conference, uh, it's, it's, it's very meh. I'm in the middle right now. I, I think they're talented enough to do things. I don't think they're executing on, on certain plays, though. They are they, when you look at them, and you see them. Even when you know, I was looking at them lined up against Baylor, it's not like they're completely outsized or outmatched, out talented. I mean, they've they've went out and they've recruited a lot of these transfers and brought them in, guys with experience. Spavadol seems to really value experience, so they they have guys that know what they're doing. And there's just there's not a ton of excuses for for a lot of the issues, um, especially the, the second half woes. They've got to I don't know what happens in that locker room at halftime, but they've it's got to they've got to change it, change the I don't know man, play some music or I've actually got a funny story from my bachelor party this weekend. I, I so I played high school football with this guy named Caleb Nealon. He ended up going to USC, played for Pete Carroll. You know, didn't really get on the field a whole lot, but uh, he had a, a funny story about the Rose Bowl, where they are uh, they're down in the first half, and everyone's really quiet. There's no music playing or anything in the locker room, and it's just like a really down mentality. And Pete Carroll walks in in whitey tighties and Timberlands. And starts clapping and firing up the players and makes everybody laugh and loosen up and had it made everyone relax. And he said they all went out there and just kicked some ass in that second half. It's a weird thing. I don't know if Spavadol should do that. Maybe Whitey Tidies and Timberlands, but I mean, you know, you got sometimes you gotta get creative. Pete Carroll's a really successful coach, and it's 
got to do something a little crazy sometimes, I guess. And I, I think, uh, but there, something needs to happen at halftime. Some sort of adjustments, either schematic adjustments or motivational adjustments or, you know, get the guys some extra smelling salts. I don't know, but the lackluster second halves are, are, are frustrating. That is for sure. All right, I got to keep it short because I got to go deliver some packages today. Shout out to Ruben Rodriguez. Shouted out my name as I was walking to the car after the game and uh, uh, handed me a beer, introduced me to his wife, said he listened to the pod. So, hey, man, thanks for thanks for listening and thanks for that beer. That was nice, you know? Post-game, that's when I can have one. I can't have one at the tailgate or during the game or, you know, got to stay professional. But he found me as I'm all done walking walking post-Bavidal press conference. So the vibes are always good at Bobcat Stadium post-win. But all right, we'll get a preview pod for JMU coming up this week. We'll talk a little bit more about the Sun Belt and and what this what this upcoming eight games what we can expect from the Bobcats. But first, Jake Spavadol post post win over Houston Christian. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Please appreciate all of you out there. Win now. Or get bent. All right. Um, no, overall, uh, you know, excited for those guys, man. It was a good win. Um, you know, Chris told me that it was the first shutout, I think, since 2014 in eight years and uh, one of the largest wins here since uh, 2015. But uh, a lot has to do with the credit to that defense. Defense played extremely well. Uh, thought the offense came out and had a good first half. You know, like that's a, you know, a scheme that we went up against and we knew it was going to be tough. Uh, you know, kind of talking throughout the, you know, the press conference on Tuesday, we said they're going to kind of be a little bit all over the place and be aggressive and blitzy and all that stuff. And we knew that we'd get hit with some plays, but we can have some explosive plays. And uh, I thought that's what happened with the offense in the first half. You know, I thought they, they played well, uh, played tough. Um, when you got out in the second half, I didn't think we played with that edge. We were moving a lot of bodies in. We were trying to save some some guys, but that's not the, the expectation we have is it's not okay when you, you can't move the ball like that, even though we're playing a lot of different guys. But uh, we didn't play with the edge and the passion like that we did offensively in the first half, and I got to fix that. I got to correct that. That's our, our third, uh, the third quarter stat that we keep talking about in here. Um, we got we to gotta improve on that. We do. Um, you know, but, you know, there's still some guys doing some right things. Like collectively, we got to get it going. You know, I know defensively, uh, they're still a little upset because they could have played a cleaner game in their mind. But, uh, but overall, man, like, I'm, I'm happy for them. Like, uh, you know, you're, I'm never going to take winning for granted, and uh, it's, it's hard to do this. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of ball left to play. And, you know, I'd, uh, we celebrated and sung, like, sang the fight song, and uh, it, was, it was an awesome deal, you know, just to see them. And I'm happy for them because, you know, they get to enjoy Saturday night in, in San Marcos with their friends and family, and, you know, and then we'll hook it back up again tomorrow, you know. And left them with uh, we're not even close to playing, you know, the, the best ball yet, you know. And, and uh, we've got to get back to work, and we've got to improve a lot of things. You know, we got a tough JMU uh, team that we're playing next week. Um, sold out crowd, 130 Eastern kick. Uh, just beat App State, came back, I guess, 29 unanswered points. And, you know, it's uh, every single game moving forward is going to be a war. We got, you know, and and uh, we have to clean it up. we got to be more consistent. And, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, and be ready for anything that comes at us. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I believe we're healthy. I got to kind of look into that. But, you know, we were pulling a bunch of O-line at, at certain moments just to uh, kind of rest some other guys to kind of take it off of them a little bit. But uh, overall, pleased with these guys. Um, still got a long ways to go, you know, and uh, we'll get back to work on Sunday. We're going to enjoy it tonight, and then we'll hook it back up again on uh, uh, tomorrow. So, questions? You know, it's a good way and it's hard to get pick a win like that, but you brought up the third quarter and just a field goal today. It's three points all season there. It, through four games, have you learned, like, what's, what's happening in that, that third quarter? You know, I, I, we, we've studied it, you know. I, I thought today they just played way harder than we did, you know. Um, they were loading the box up, and they were blitzing guys from all over. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but, like, it was uh, – it was extremes that they're going through and they caught us in some plays, but at the end of the day, like we got to play harder, you know, they were playing harder than us in the second half. And that's something that I don't stand for and uh, we'll get it fixed. But that's tonight, you know, like I'm trying everything, man. I've, I got them out there to warm up, you know, I got them out there to do some other things uh, just to, you know, see if we can kind of change the kind of vibe and the mojo of that third quarter. Um, but, you know, we'll kind of go from there and, and, and keep addressing it because we got to be better, especially when we enter conference play next week. Yeah, I thought it was a, you know, a culmination. Everybody was playing hard, and we're like they were throwing some exotic looks at us. But you know, we were running by them. We were making contested plays. They played man for e like the entire game, you know. And at, at that point, that means there's a one-on-one -on -one battle across the board, you know. And uh, we were winning them, you know. And I thought uh, we threw for a lot of yards in the first half because they were playing everybody close to the to the box to to stop the run, and and uh, we we took advantage of those one-on-one -on -one opportunities. So. Uh, that was that was kind of the the kind of whole vibe of you know going into this game. We didn't know exactly what they're going to do, but we knew they were going to be aggressive. Uh, so I moved in and out of heavy sets and um, you know some different types of tempos and uh, you know some of it worked, some of it didn't. But at the end of the day, we won our one-on-one -on -one battles and Lane was throwing was very very accurate in that first half. It was a good day for Lane. Was there any thought process possibly playing Rogers or Evans presuming that game? That's Oh yeah, no, well, it wasn't really out of hand. I'd like, you know, like at one point, I, I'm saying, at the end, it was just like, can we sustain a drive, you know, and keep the defense off off the field? And uh, and we we almost didn't do that. We ended up hitting a freeze call and ended up hitting JB for a big play. You know, um, if that if we didn't hit that play, then you know, it was probably a pretty poor, poor performance in that second half. But. Um, I wanted to get both those guys in. That was the whole plan. We wanted to play a lot, but we just never got to that point where we were like comfortable enough to let it happen. So some, uh, some Jamar Daniels playing fullback. <laughs> Tell us about that one. It was pretty successful. Two fourth downs, turning the first. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, Jamar, man. Um, you know, we were just trying to find him a role. You know, and and we're kind of getting into that. Um, you know, Jackson Lanham's been out for this game, and you know, we lost James Palmer. Um, you know, in a, in a Tuesday practice before, uh, I believe it was Baylor. Um, you know, and then, you know, unfortunate injuries, you know, we just kind of need some depth, you know. Uh, all of our tight ends bring a little bit different kind of style of play. You know, Tyler Huff's going to be in there to be the point of attack, but we need some bigger bodies, and you can either go, like, more offensive linemen in the game, and, you know, we're sitting there with Bill, and, you know, Bill's played in a lot of games, man. Jamar's played in a ton of games, and, uh, uh, you know, he, we knew he wasn't going to hesitate or anything. He went in there and did a really good job for us. He's fired up, you know. He's, he's now claiming himself as a tight end now. So we, we'll have to discuss that later. I know in the first half, obviously, you know, the offense was, was doing pretty well. Um, but, you know, just to start off, Lane threw that interception. But what was kind of your thoughts or, or thoughts on the response that you guys had kind of after that when things didn't, you know, start the way that you wanted them to? 
Yeah, like our whole deal, you know, it's it's about showing up and playing the next play, you know, and I thought that was our issue in the second half is that they were letting the previous play and the previous drive keep seeping into the performance of the next play. And, and I thought, you know, Lane threw a pick on the first drive, underthrew it, you know, and then he came back out. And, like, you know, we're, we're always about, hey, three seconds of reset, understand what happened, and let's move on and let's fight the next play. Because football is a very tough game and there's a lot of opportunity and you just got to keep showing up and you can't let the previous snaps affect, like, the current moment. And uh, that's, I, I think that's kind of where we're at. You know, it's just kind of like, all right, hey, we're going to have another opportunity. Let's go take advantage of it, and that's what we did. Yeah, it was awesome for that kid. Uh, you know, I was actually trying to run a clock out at that point. And, of course, Lane, I had RPO tag. But at the end of the day, uh, what a great, you know, deal for him. You know, he's been through a lot as well, you know, with the torn ACL in the Georgia State game. And I'm telling you, he's a great person. Uh, he's got a great work ethic. And, you know, he's worked himself back into being a very reliable person. And I was very happy and pleased for him to run the right route and keep it skinny from the backside safety, and he got a touchdown, you know. Is that his first career touchdown? I want to say it probably is, but, you know, it's, it's awesome they got it tonight. Yeah, talking about uh, just the defense a little bit, saw Brian Holloway out there. Obviously, he's been a part of your defense, but just kind of what does he bring to the table for you guys? He, he brings an edge and a toughness. He ain't afraid of anything, I have to tell you that. You know, and, uh, you know, he came, he came in late, you know, and uh, he loves the game of football. Um, He's played a lot of football. He's very respectful on how you handle, like, you know, competition, you know, and every time he's got his opportunity, he takes advantage of it. You know, he doesn't, like, let, you know, playing time, it doesn't bother him. You know, like, he just understands that when I go out there, I got to make the most of it. And, you know, that's why he, he started off in special teams and he was making great plays on special teams. And then, you know, he's, he's turned himself into a role that we can rely on as linebackers. So really proud of him um, because, you know, he's a great leader. You know, he just he knows his role, and, and he goes in there and he gives the best effort he possibly can. You talked about it in the second half. He couldn't get the defense off the field. Uh, talk about the resiliency they went through just to, to be able to keep fighting for themselves, even though they were on the field most of the time. Yeah, you know, that's – you know, that's where I'm disappointed, like, kind of in our second half performance offensively because, you know, if we could have controlled the clock, you know, like, they, they could have probably had, you know, they had 55 snaps on them. They could have had probably 30 snaps on them, you know. Like, and it's, uh, you know, we got to be in better offense. It's a team game. I'm like, you know, the resiliency is a great deal. They, didn't, they don't waver. You know, we talk all the time about, you know, how there's a lot of adversity and you got to work your way through the game. And, you know, the defense, they didn't complain about it. They just showed back up and they kept, like, you know, making stops and making plays. And, I was really proud of them, you know. I gave them all the game ball. You know, like, I, you, you can sit there and you can look at Revels. Revels was all over the place. You know, Rod had another pick. And, you know, you're you're looking at Ben Bell having sacks. You know, Levi's all over the place. You know, they they got, they played extremely hard. Holloway, Sione, like, and, you know, it's deserving that they shut them, shut them out, especially how we, you know, offensively gave them so many, you know, drives and so many opportunities in the second half. But... I just love how they are. They're like, hey, we got you, and they go back out there and they play. So we got to keep building off of that, you know, and, and keep improving, you know, across the board completely. So you spoke about the first four games and these non-conference games. You really wanted to evaluate the positions and figure out who the, the consistent guys are at each position. Do you feel like you have a better idea of that? A complete better idea, you know. Um, you know, we, we still got to work on some depth issues, you know, in, in terms of what's going to be like our best 5-0 linemen when we start pulling guys or if someone goes down. Uh, we had a lot of different moving parts. You know, Silas Robinson played a lot. I was proud of him. Um, 
you know, but then, you know, Richard Russ, we pulled him late and then Alex is playing tackle and, you know, and Alex got a penalty for, like, I guess, a legal formation, which normally they warn you on that one, but, you know, it's saying, like, we got to, it's the first time he's played tackle this year, you know, like, so, you know, we're, we're working through that, um, you know, receiver-wise, I think we're starting to find, like, who our guys are, you know, I thought Barbie had a really good game today, you know, JB came out there and had some good plays as well, um, you know, like, uh, they're all playing at a high level, like, you know, so, like, we just got to put them in better positions, you know, and uh, defensively, it's kind of more entertaining one because, you know, they, the defensive line and moving positions, you know, and adding Brian Holloway back in the mix. So we're, we're starting to figure out our depth and emergency plans moving forward because, like I said, like, this is a tough league, you know, and, like, we're going to need every single buddy out there, you know, when we play JMU next week. Yeah, you mentioned Marcel Barbie. It seemed like he hurt himself in the first game, some rib injuries or something. He seems better from that mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah, no, he's a, he's a lot better, man. And he was he was back to the old Barbie, and and uh, you know it was fun watching him compete. You know, like you guys saw how he's kind of throwing guys around and making like those the yak yards. And uh, you know, I was just happy for him, man. Like he needed a game like that. Uh, I don't even know what he ended up with. 112 yards. It's pretty good. You know, that's a that's a solid game for a guy, man. And uh, uh, hopefully, he keeps building off of it because uh, it's starting to remind me of the 2020 Barbie. That was kind of the game of, of where he was at. And uh, you know, like we can all keep getting better, but you know we're starting to find the the continuity with him and and Lane and you know things of that nature. So really pleased with these you know first four games of how we've like kind of improved and figured things out and you know and, and keep putting ourselves in those positions to try to be successful. We talked about it a little bit before, but just with the non-conference slate done, what are kind of your thoughts overall on just the conference this year? And, you know, with the new members and just the differences. Going yeah, I'm saying. You know, I don't even know the results of some of those games tonight. Uh, uh, but, man, like, they're, it's a pretty fun league to watch because everybody's doing something special every single week, you know. And, um, you know, you just look at kind of, you know, the success apps had, and then they unfortunately lose tonight to, you know, JMU. It just shows you JMU, it, they're a really good program. I'm saying they're the one of the better ones out there. And, uh, um you know, I think they're one of the wealthiest schools in our in our conference, and like you know, and they've invested in it, and they've got a fan base and passion, and you know, and it's going to be it's a great addition. You go Marshall. I, I lived in West Virginia for four years. I know how passionate they are, and they're tough. You know, and then Old Dominion. You just see what they've been doing. They're competing against anybody. You know, they in Southern Miss, they got beat tonight. No, they won. Who they play? Uh, or, yeah. Yeah. So it's a like, but like it's going to be one of those leagues that just beats each other up. You know, like uh, that's. That's what makes it fun. Like, I truly believe anybody can win on Saturday. Like, I think college football is all over the place right now. Like, it just blows my mind at times, you know. Like, the middle Tennessee ended up getting after Miami pretty good today. You know, it's just, you know, those those are going to happen every week, you know. And uh, and that's why you got to continuously get better every single day. And you got to keep addressing issues, you know, because you never know what's going to happen, you know. And, and our performance in the second half offensively needs to be corrected. And it will get corrected, you know. And, uh we just got to keep chipping away because college football is insane right now to me. Jacob, last one. Coach, you so uh, past couple weeks, we've really seen Calvin Hill, you know, coming to uh, himself and have big games. Uh, tonight, Lincoln Perry got, uh, there's more of a 50-50 split between those two. Is this something, you know, looking for kind of like a running back committee kind of thing that we should be uh, looking for? Or, um, or one of those guys yeah. take the yeah, and then we wanted to get Lincoln a few more touches in this game, you know. Um, you know, Calvin's kind of had the, the majority of the rushing attempts, you know, in the last two weeks, um, really at FIU and 
and Baylor, but this week we wanted to kind of give them a little bit of a break and kind of get some other guys going. And I wanted to get the Josh Berry. I wanted to get the more Jeet and all that stuff. But, like, at that point, it's like, let's let Lincoln kind of go. Lincoln was doing a really good job on the check downs and just, you know, everything in general. Um, but it was, it was good seeing those two, and like, we're going to still keep getting those other ones, you know, ready to go because we're going to need them. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's always tough with the running backs because you only play one. And But, like, I, I thought that was a good mix. We need to probably end up sprinkling in a little bit more here later. But uh, I just like the consistency of the fight of those two guys right now. Great. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you.